our study today of dealing with discontent, and we've been talking about uh, that we have often accepted the world's way of looking at things, its desire to have, its wanting and getting, and and because we do that, a lot of things are true. But let's, let's look at it from another view. We are deceived into dissatisfaction with what we have. That's what happens. Well, my house is not as big as his. My car is not as new or as fine as that other person's or so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Covetousness begins with discontent with our possessions. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't do better. That doesn't mean we can't have a new car. That doesn't mean we can't have a new house. Certainly, God is not opposed to any of that. It's the whole attitude of the thing. If we put God first, if we ask him for direction, and he can lead us to a new car, lead us to a new house, direct us to have certain things. He does not want us to live in squalor. He does not enjoy us being poor. He wants us to be productive. But at the same time, he wants us to experience a life that's really worth living. And that's why he says those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap that and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. So the point being, God wants us to have a perspective about what we have. You see, we need to be satisfied with what we have when we have it. I don't. I have a lot more now than I had early in my married life. I didn't have much at all, but we were content, and because we were trusting God and we loved each other and we were building a family and working for God's church, making a difference, we felt. So, you see, it's not what you have that satisfies you anyway. So we don't want to be deceived into thinking, you know, if I don't have that, I can't be happy. If I don't get that, I can't be happy. That is not true. You see, the definition for contentment in is, is realizing that God has provided everything I need for my present circumstances. Doesn't mean he may not give me more later, but for right now where I am in what I'm doing, I've got what I need. And I may not have what I like, but I have what I need. So if I adjust to appreciate what I have, then it will be what I need. And, you know, we can be satisfied. I remember the first car I got. It was an old second-hand car. I was extremely happy with what I had. I mean, I saw people driving shiny new cars down the road. I didn't care. I had a car, a car, period, and I enjoyed it, and I appreciated it, and it was special. So I was satisfied with what I had at the moment. Now, later on, God enabled me to have a better car. But the point being, be satisfied with what we have each day. And that's the kind of way God enables us to have other things. And sometimes we're deceived, too, into missing the source of contentment. Things never satisfy. You can have everything the world can give you, and you're not going to be satisfied if that's all you have. And that's why Jesus said, delight yourself in the Lord. And Well, he didn't say it, but Psalm, the Psalm 37 says it. It's from his heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. That's why Paul said, I have learned in whatever things that I'm involved in, I can be content. I've learned to be content. Whatever my situation, I've learned, I've learned to be content when I have a lot. I've learned to be content when I have a little. He said, I've even learned to be content when I'm hungry, and I've learned to be content when I'm full. I mean, that's going pretty far in saying that. And that's what, that's what the greatest believers of all time 
have experienced that coming to that place of contentment. And notice you said, you notice Paul said, I have learned to be content. It's not automatic just because you're a believer that you're going to be content. You have to choose daily to trust God. Here's some things that will help you be content. How can I really have contentment? Well, first, reject the, the world system of contentment. It doesn't work. And that's why, that's why Paul said in Romans 12, stop being conformed to the world. Stop letting the world squeeze you into its mold. I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't have to be in the rat race. Because it's like the guy who was, was building, 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 trying to make more, trying to get higher. And one day he realized that his letter was on the wrong building because, serious, it's just a joke, but the idea being that he did all that and realized it didn't satisfy. So the second thing we have to do is we have to deal with sin. Anytime we're discontent, there's probably sin in our lives. And that's why we have to deal with it, because if we cover our sins, we're miserable. And if we confess our sins, we can have joy. And then we have to give Jesus his rightful place as Lord of our lives. That's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. And when you seek the kingdom, you seek the king. And then these other things he said, these things you need, they will be added to you. In other words, put me first, trust me, and, and then I'll guide you. If you take a piece of paper and write down all your assets, everything you have, everything that's yours, everything you own, and give it to Jesus, then you'll know that you can have contentment because it belongs to him and you're just using it. And if you take a blank sheet of paper, sign your name at the bottom, and say, whatever you want to put in there, Lord, I will accept joyfully and enjoy. And then it's all in his hands. You've turned it over to him. You've given him his rightful place. And then we must give thanks daily for what he has done and what we have. You see, we should constantly be thanking God for our family. Recently, I was in the hospital and had some pretty serious problems. And God spared my life and spared me and gave me new strength. And one of the things that came out of that was I realized how grateful I am, how thankful I am, what a great God I serve how grateful I was for the Lord, how grateful I was for my family and for all the things that the Lord had provided for me. And it just brought home to me how gratitude should be the way I live my life. It's like the guy who had the old car and he was, he was going down the road and he had a bumper sticker on the back and it said, it ain't much, but it's paid for. And you see, that's that's what we have. What we have maybe may not be much in the world's view. They might say, oh, you don't have much. But if we have Jesus and we're trusting him, and we have a lot. We have everything that we really need. And then we must give to, to really grow like God wants us to into contentment. And, and we have to give, give to him and give to God and give to everyone else where we can. And then we have to take, let, realize it takes time to learn the secret. Paul said, I have learned. Do you want contentment? Well, just really seek the Lord with all your heart and, and appreciate what you have. Start thanking God every day for what you have. Give praise to him for who he is, what he's done, what he's doing in your life, for your family, for the things that matter. 
See, difficulties in life help us to focus on the things that matter. When, when we just go along every day, we don't see them. I'm praying that you and I'll do that today. God bless you. Have a